0: as a professional welder Shayna ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is learn more at meta.com metaverse impact the following podcast is a dear media production hey guys welcome back to we met at acme i am so excited for this month's Solo episode. This episode really has something for everyone, as I like to do with my solo episodes. It has the explanation of why a man should love a woman a little bit more, but it also has some really adorable meat cute stories. So if you're single and a listener, definitely stay tuned till the end because we end on the most adorable note. And if you're not single, whatever your relationship status is, you're going to love these meat cutes. And I think the way to have a meet cute, like from reading all of them, I think the bottom line is that like be open minded and take chances and you never know what will happen. But first, I want to tell you about some very exciting things that are happening. My tour, which I finally was able to announce, I cannot wait. We're doing D.C., Boston slash Somerville. New York City at the Gramercy Theater and Nashville, which I have literally never been to Nashville. I've always wanted to go to Nashville. Nashville feels very significant in my life because Taylor Swift. And I'm just so excited about all of this. So if you live in any of those cities or you feel like making a fun summer trip to any of those cities, you can go to com slash events and grab your ticket. I cannot wait to see you there. Also, if you are loving this podcast and you feel like writing a review, I would absolutely love that. It would make my day and it would also make more people aware of the podcast and therefore make sure that this podcast continues on thanks to you. So I guess we'll get right into this. So you're probably thinking, where on earth did this come from? Okay. I guess whoever was honking that car agreed. People have been saying this forever and you're like, why? Who started this? I'll tell you who started this. My grandmother and my grandmother's grandmother and your grandmother and her grandmother. And I cannot tell you the origin. All I can tell you is that the matriarchs in families have been passing down this piece of information And I have to say it is 1000% true. And on this episode, you're going to find out exactly the reasons that it's true. Also, I'm coming through with receipts this time. So what do I mean by receipts? Well, according to a general social survey, men are more likely to cheat than women with 20% of men and 13% of women reporting having sex with someone other than their partner while still married. Why am I telling you this information? And what does it have to do with us needing like women needing to be with men who like, who love them more? What does it have to do with that? Well, let me tell you because relationships where a woman loves a man more never ever work. I know what you're thinking. You're like, wait, but Susie loves Johnny. Like she's obsessed with Johnny and Johnny, like, isn't that obsessed with her, but they're so happy. And like, they've been together forever. Well, guess what? You don't know how that relationship is going to end. You don't. And also as with everything in life, there are always exceptions. So, take everything I tell you with a grain of salt. Take it however you want, knowing that there are exceptions in life and not everything applies to everyone. So please keep that in mind. And if this concept in general disturbs you, if you are so horrified by this idea, then you can skip this episode. But if you are a little bit intrigued, if you are thinking to yourself, you know what, there's something to that. You know what? My grandma is onto something. Lindsay might be onto something too. Maybe her grandma was onto something to begin with. So, why don't relationships where a woman loves a man work? Where it loves a man more. Sorry. Let me be clear. You should still love your man. You should still be obsessed with your man. Some people hear this and they're like, Oh my God, but that's like a horrible relationship. Like the woman doesn't even like the man. If the man likes her more, not true, not true at all, because I love Stephen. I'm obsessed with Stephen. I have friends who are obsessed with their partners and it's so healthy and so good. But at the end of the day, the guy is just a little bit more obsessed. Okay. And we're going to, we're going to get into this when a man loves a woman more than she loves him, she will still be loyal, respectful, act lovingly and care about him. But when a man loves less, he won't be as respectful. He won't be as loyal and he won't be as giving when a woman loves, she's usually in it for the long haul, but a man, not so much. In many cases, he has to be borderline obsessed with a woman to increase his loyalty ratings. So does that mean in order to have a balanced relationship, a man should love you more than you love him? It sounds contradictory, but the idea may hold some truth. And with that, we'll get into it. You have heard me say many, 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 many times that a man has will only date a woman if he feels so lucky or as if she's out of his league or one of the two, right? Or like, I don't know, maybe he's like really tired and kind of like the sex and the, the city thing. Like he just at this point wants to settle down, which also is a really... Bad reason, and I don't see that relationship working either. But a man who is, I don't know, let's say below forty, is only gonna go for a woman who he truly feels like is a catch. Is as the Love Islanders say, as the Brits say, is out out of their league. So at punching, where you're punching up, that's what British people say to show that you're punching out of your, like, whatever it's called, like your boxing range, you get, you get the gist, right? As women, and I'm speaking as a woman who dates men, we have always been the gender that is like too empathetic and too kind. And we can sometimes let people walk all over us, especially when it comes to business and things like that. We're more inclined to forgive. We're more inclined to be understanding. We are motherly. We have this, those qualities about us, right? And men are less likely to have those qualities. Do more men have those qualities today? Yes. And that is so amazing. And I love that. I think it's incredible. I also think that my particular man is more empathetic than I am. So everyone's different, right? But in general, Women tend to lose themselves in relationships and accept more from men than men will ever accept from women. But by being with a guy who loves you more, we are essentially evening evening. <laughs> yeah, but evening, it just sounds weird because it has it's two words, whatever. We are evening the playing field. And A lot of the women who give this advice, they practice what they preach to. Like for example, my grandma and grandpa, my grandma's the one who perpetuated this advice in our family. She loved my grandpa, but my grandpa worshiped her. And it was a beautiful loving relationship. Meaning like, again, she loved him, but he worshiped her. And that's what it should be. Okay, so now we're going to break it down. I'm going to give you eight reasons that the man should love the woman a little bit more. Number one, women mature faster than men, which means we are usually more ready for a serious relationship than they are. And this, a lot of this goes back to the rules, right? Part of the rules existence is because the man has to love the woman more and the woman can't really show that she does because if she does, then the relationship in a lot of ways is doomed. Right. But girls mature faster than guys. We know this. This is scientific. Nobody can argue with me on this. We mature faster, which means we are ready for things sooner, which makes that rule of waiting for the man to define the relationship, all the more important and necessary, right? So this is just number one reason. Well, they're not ranked, but this is the first reason, right? we mature faster. So they mature slower and they need to be really, really ready and dying to be in a relationship with us. In order for it to work, it can't work from us being like, So, what are we? What are we going to be? Are we going to be something? They have to be there. They have to be there and they have to be there before you, ideally, right? Or they have to think that they're there before you. Number two, guys are more likely to be commitment phobes. Again, this is a fact. I will get the receipts up. There are 40% more men that are afraid of commitment than women. That is a very high percentage. And this is for a variety of reasons. The number one reason being that men are afraid of getting trapped in a relationship, which is why they like to play the field and keep their options open. They are afraid of losing their identity or freedom Whereas women look at it differently. Women just historically have been told our identity is linked to if we're married, if we can have kids, can give birth, if we are family life. Whereas a man's identity is linked to, are you successful in business? Are you a man? You know what I mean? Women, we've been told otherwise. So we just don't, we're less afraid about getting trapped in a relationship because to us, a relationship is a beautiful thing that allows you to open your life, expand your life. Whereas men have been taught, told the opposite. And toxic men continue to perpetuate the idea. Like, it's actually really funny. My husband goes to this barber shop and he's gone there forever. And like, obviously the guys who work or not obviously, but I'm telling you that the men who work there are a little bit toxic masculinity vibes. And he had gone on in there for his wedding haircut, like a week before we left for our wedding. And he was like, this is the haircut before my wedding. And like, and of course they were joking, but they're like, it's not too late, man. It's not too late. And that's the joke, right? That's the shtick that men continue to, say to men, to other men, right? To be like, oh, you, you got the ball and chain and the blah, blah, blah. Like that continues to be a thing, right? Whereas contrastedly, is that a word? (laughs) By contrast, women are asked like, oh, do do you think he's going to make it official? Oh, do you think he's going to (laughs) propose? Like men are not asking other men that, Men are not like, so dude. do you think you're going to propose? You think you're going to propose? I don't know. Maybe some men are, but it's not what comes up. What comes up mostly is work and money and things and like sports and things that aren't like, oh, do you have a partner? This episode is supported by Honey. How do you feel when you find a deal? When you find something on sale or you get money off when you buy something, do you feel lucky, smart, excited? I personally feel like I am making money when I find a deal. And it's funny, I get into these arguments with Stephen because I'm like, well, I bought it half off. So I basically made money from buying this. And he's like, that's not how it works, sweetie. But thanks to honey, I am making all the deals, it has saved me so much money. It's incredible. Like every item of clothing I buy when I go to checkout, because I have honey as a attachment to my Safari, to my Chrome, to all the things. And on my iPhone, I'm able to figure out what I can get a discount on and apply all the coupons because they know all the coupons. I don't have to go to a million different websites trying to figure out what promo code this website can help me with. Instead, I just add honey and honey does it for me. So, if you're like, how does that work? Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, but when you check out, the honey button appears, and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, and honey searches for the coupons that I can find for that site. If they find a working coupon, you watch your price drop. And it's so amazing. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. Get PayPal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Acme. That's joinhoney.com slash Acme. Trust me to be living in the dark and not using honey is truly like, what are you doing with your life? get the deal and go to joinhoney.com/acme. This episode is also supported by Article Summer is on its way. Have you been dreaming up ideas for an outdoor space and how to make the most of it because I certainly have and my outdoor space is my roof which I share with other people. So I can't really do that, but I certainly am dreaming about it and If I were to do it, there's only one place I would go, and it's the place that I've used to decorate my entire apartment, which is Article. Article's curated catalog of outdoor furniture and indoor amazing furniture is here to help you do all your favorite things this summer. They've got everything that you need to really make things your own, from sofas to dining sets to decor. They have a flexible range of styles, which means you can do more with the space that you've got. And... This summer, you can create the space that you've always dreamed of with Article. They really, really believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices too. They have everything from mid-century modern to coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and boho designs that make furniture shopping simple. Plus, if you're like me and have not the slightest clue about interior design... All you need is Article because they don't give you a bajillion options like some other websites, but they only give you the curated really good stuff. They also cut out the middleman so you don't have to wait two years for that couch that you order. Article is offering our listeners $50 off of their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this, you visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Acme for $50 off of your first purchase of $100 or more. Number three, women have a higher pain tolerance. You cannot tell me that women do not have a a higher pain tolerance. We have to give birth. We have to bleed every month and have horrible cramps. Women can just handle it physically and emotionally, which means women can handle more than guys can, which is why women are more likely to forgive their partner after an argument or a disagreement. Whereas men, not so much. Another reason that the man has to love the woman a little bit more because you want him to be forgiving. And by the way, this isn't always the case. There are some very forgiving men out there If you watch the most recent Love is Blind, I feel like the women were more of like the the bad gals, like the that's so cringe, but like the villains, right? That's the word I'm looking for. And the men were like the nice guys. So not always the case, right? But we are just more likely to forgive because we are forgiving because that's in our nature, because we are told to be forgiving from a very young age. Okay. Now we're moving on to number four. Girls are better. Women are better at communicating. Again, a fact that cannot be denied, which means we're more likely to communicate our needs and wants to our partner. As a result, we are less likely to have misunderstandings in the relationship, but... Guys are, you know, like they're just not good at communicating and they do have misunderstandings and they are just, they're not good at any of these things. If a guy is miserable in his relationship, what does he usually do? Ends it, which is why more women than men think that breakups come out of nowhere because if a guy is miserable, he doesn't often communicate that. If a guy needs something, he doesn't often communicate that. So the guy, again, another reason why he has to be that much more into you, because he does not know how to communicate. Absolutely not. He has no idea how to communicate. Number five. And this one is controversial. And I actually saw a TikTok recently that like went viral about this. And I'm going to tell you about this TikTok. Also keep in mind, I think a lot of this woman's TikToks are meant to be a joke, but she is going viral apparently on TikTok and YouTube. Her TikTok is Inshira Seven We Trust. So I'm just gonna play you what she said in this TikTok that one of you DM me. Keep your looks up because men are visual, no matter what anybody tells you. Unless they go on blind, and got cataracts, keep your looks up. Okay? Don't listen to people who say, oh, they should love you for who you are. Men don't love like women. And you know that by now. You should know that by now. If you don't, slap yourself. Keep your looks up because men are visual, no matter what. Okay. So basically, what she's saying is to keep your looks up. And again, number five, guys are more likely to be visual. That is just a fact. This means they're more likely to be attracted to a girl's looks rather than her personality. So this is why another reason that a man should love a woman a little bit more because they are more visual. And then going back to like a man should think that he's the lucky one. A man should think that he is less attractive than you are, even if that's not the case. Right. Like Even if that is delusion, he needs to think that for whatever reason, again, doesn't have to be the case, but that's what he needs to think. And this is just a fact. Guys are more visual. So I'm not saying like you have to stay a certain body type and you have to stay at this and say that. But what I am saying is that like I chose my partner when I married him because of Many, many reasons, right? But his looks were one of them. Like, that's a fact. And anyone who says the opposite is usually lying, especially men. Number six, girls are more likely to be attracted to a guy's personality. Here we go. This is what I was talking about. This means that women are more likely to be interested in a man for who he is rather than how he looks. Unfortunately, and I am just being honest, the truth. And this is just the truth. Women are more likely to give a man a chance who has a good personality and maybe is not attractive than men are for the opposite. And I'm telling you this because I have set up so many couples. I don't do it anymore. I don't matchmake unless it's my friends and I think it's worth a try. But almost every single time, when I send a guy a photo of a girl, he just immediately says no. If he's not instantly attracted, almost every time when I send a girl a photo of a guy, she will ask another question, like, oh, what's his personality? Like, tell me a little bit about him. And she will say yes, regardless. Because women, we're just smarter and we can see big picture and we know that looks fade. But in, if you tell a man that looks fade, they will lose their shit because looks are everything to men, unfortunately. And so that's another reason why the man has to love the woman a little bit more. Okay. Number seven. And this might be my favorite one because it's true. It's just true. And if it's not true, In your relationship, then I'm curious. Like, please slide into my DMs because I am curious if this isn't true for your situation. But girls have more friends. We do. We have more friends, which means since women have more friends, we are more likely to have a support system to fall back on when things get tough in the relationship because things often get tough. And not only do girls have more friends, but girls are more. Open to things like therapy, right? And so if things are not going well in our relationship, we are first and foremost going to our friends, our family, and our therapists. Whereas if things get tough in a relationship for men, you know exactly where they're going or where, let's say, Adam Levine is going into the DMs of some Instagram model. And it's disgusting. And I'm not sitting here saying like your man's going to cheat when things get hard, but I'm saying this is another reason why they have to be more into you than you into them because they are, they have too much pride when things get tough to go to a therapist. Men are still so anti-therapy. It makes me sick. Some men are more evolved, but not all. And they don't really talk to their friends about it because They don't have a lot of them. And also because that's, again, not what men really talk about. There are exceptions. There are some men who get very emotionally deep with their male friends. And that's a beautiful thing, right? But most, most don't. They don't talk about it. And they seek another woman to confide in emotionally and have an affair. Again, not always the case, but we're just talking worst case scenario here. And then number eight, which we knew, but women are more likely to be in touch with their feelings, which means that they're more likely to be in tune with their partner's feelings. And as a result, they can provide more emotional support during tough times, whereas men, not so much. I mean, they can still provide emotional support, but we are just more in touch with our feelings. And men are not. So, for all of these reasons and so many more, men just need to love women a little bit more. And I'm very curious if you agree, if you disagree, but this is just a true fact of life. Okay, going back to the receipts, in case you heard that and you're like, well, I'm not convinced. Well, the Washington Post published an article and they they surveyed 392 single men and women who participated in a speed dating event. And this is what they found out. the So basically that both men and women care a lot about attractiveness, but men care more. Women care about intelligence roughly twice as much as men. So going back to the conversation we had before about when I'm setting people up, the women will ask like, what's his personality like? Is he smart? Did he go to a good school? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas the men are just like, nope, not attracted. Okay. So men, men care more about attractiveness. Women care more about how intelligent they are. And men care less about how intelligent a woman is, which is kind of annoying. And another study of 10,526 participants that, were con- that was conducted by a team of psychologists at UPenn concluded outcomes of a lot of dates as well. Basically saying that the outcomes of the dates were largely determined by physical attributes such as height, weight, age, and overall attractiveness. So, and this is the words of Washington Post, obsessing over appearance may be worth the effort for men and women, but it's only slightly more rational for women to primp And revealing that you're smart has big returns too. They turn out to be twice as big for men as they are for women. So, this is really interesting and kind of just backs up the fact that women care about the whole package and men really only care about looks and some other things as well. Obviously, looks are not the reason that a man's going to be with you and no other reason, but looks are important to them. And again, they have to feel like they are the lucky ones. They do. And maybe that's a pride thing. Maybe it's any of the reasons that we just talked about, but it is a big deal. And I feel like also when you introduce your significant other as a man, the other men are like, nice, like she's hot or whatever. You know how they'll say it differently than that. But and if you introduce a man to your girlfriends like they're like oh my god he's so cool he's this he's that but for again like it's really only and i feel like this is other men's fault in a way right like they're perpetuating the idea of like if your girl isn't hot then like she's not it anyway The point is that men do have to love women a little bit more for the relationship to work. If you are like me, you have very unique hair. Well, actually, hold on. We all have very unique hair. I'm not special. And prose knows that. They know that really well because they make custom hair care that's effective because the formulas are actually made to order for your unique needs. They use natural, sustainably sourced ingredients with proven results. Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. What I did was I told them about my hair goals like, my hair is thin and I need it to be thicker and my hair can get like curly and I want it to be, you know, have more volume and I want it to be straighter and more like wavy. I don't want to shed when I'm brushing my hair anymore. And their in-depth consultation also asks about you as a person, because sometimes I'm like, well, don't you want to know about who I am and not just what my hair is like? Then Prose analyzes all your answers and they handpick clean, sustainably sourced ingredients to help you reach your hair goals. I currently have their root source hair supplements, their shampoo, their dry shampoo, and this curl cream because sometimes when I just don't want to do anything to my hair, I can use this cream and it's amazing. They also have a great brush with a tipped metal bristle and they have a hair towel and styling gel. Basically everything they have is a 10. I'm obsessed with all their products and I highly recommend that you check them out and you get custom made to order hair care with pros because it is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. You can take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off of your first order today. Go to proscom slash Acme. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash Acme for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Are you just not feeling yourself right now and it's getting nicer out and you're like, I'm having anxiety because I don't like the way I look. And more importantly, I don't like the way I feel because that is me right now. And that is how I've felt. And that is why I am going to do a restart. I'm going to be eating sakara for the next few weeks because it makes me feel good And that's the point of it. It's all about how you feel. It's not about how you look. It's about how you feel. And also if you're really busy because I've been traveling nonstop, I don't have time to cook. Sakara delivers ready to eat plant rich meals that help you look and feel your best. Even during those weeks of back-to-back meetings and happy hours, you can manage your weight ease bloat, and keep your energy levels high with science-backed, nutritionally designed meals that you will actually look forward to eating. Like seriously, they're delicious. If you've never had their granola with their milk, M-Y-L-K, real Sakaar people know what I'm talking about. It is the best thing I've ever eaten. I'm obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. And they also have incredible supplements. Like I personally take their probiotics every day. They've got tea. I love their detox tea and I drink it in between meals, which is great. Sakara brings a- expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their are science science-backed, ready-to-eat meals, deliver results you can see and feel from weight management to ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash ACME or enter code ACME at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A, dot com slash Acme to get 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Okay. So since that only took about half the episode and now you kind of get the gist, I wanted to do the second half of the episode highlighting some meat cutes that my listeners followers have had because I think that It's so amazing to hear these stories and I know how much you guys enjoyed the episode on the best relationships come to those who wait and I think that this has a similar vibe and also if you're single and listening, maybe you will end up having a meet cute because you'll hear about these stories and be like, oh, I didn't realize that meet cutes could happen in this way or in that way. So I'm going to start with the first one that came in. Two years ago, I moved to Seattle knowing nobody, and I decided to try Bumble BFF to meet girlfriends. My first friend date I went on was a girl from Vienna that quickly became one of my best friends. She secretly schemed for months about setting me up with her husband's best friend. They went to school together. Her husband's friend and I ended up meeting unintentionally and not according to her plans at her house one and a half years ago, but the rest is history. He is a total gem and we get to be best friends, dating best friends. Definitely a creative way of using the apps. I love that so much. All right, moving on to the next one. My current boyfriend and I have been together for a year since April, 2022, but in May of 2021, I first met him when I started going on dates with his ex roommate. We met one night drunk in his kitchen and I taught him how to do a handstand. We became friends instantly. He was going through a breakup that summer and I remember giving him relationship advice and just thinking, wow, he would be the best boyfriend ever. The ex-roommate and I fizzled out, but my friendship with now boyfriend just strengthened. And one night a year ago, we decided to become more. The rest is history and it just goes to show your best guy friend is never really just a friend. I love that. Okay. This person says, I was on a girl's trip to my best friend's hometown of Delray Beach, Florida. When I met this guy, we had an instant connection and we were talking for a while when he said, I know I'm never going to see you again. So I just wanted to tell you you're my dream girl and I would marry you if you lived here. Come to find out that we both had jobs lined up in Atlanta and were moving there within two weeks of each other. We started dating in Atlanta and fell in love. A couple years later, we now have a dog moved across the country, just bought our first house together and are getting married in Anguilla in 50 days. The rules work. Oh my God. I love this so much. Wait, that literally just made my entire day and I got the chills. These are the best. This person says I just moved in with my boyfriend last week of almost four years. So crazy. We moved to Chelsea. We are so happy together and we have a cute meet cute story. We got set up for my sorority date party. Like when does that ever work out? Never. It was almost like a blind date. I was only able to see this one Facebook picture of him from like five years prior. We were both private on Instagram at the time. My friend was dating my now boyfriend's roommate And I was in desperate need for a date. So she set it up for me and I asked him the night before, like pretty late at night. Funny enough, I was supposed to be set up with another guy. My boyfriend was the second guy asked, but luckily the other guy said, no, we sort of hit it off at the date party, but I still did not think much of it. We hung out the rest of the year on and off as in normal college fashion with us both seeing other people during as well. We didn't start officially dating until that following summer when we moved to New York city and now we're roommates and very happy. So cute. Okay. Another one. I was coming from a sporting event where I sat out in the rain for two hours. Needless to say, my hair was a mess and my outfit wasn't a cute one by any means, but I ended up meeting my friends at a house music show, which is something I never attend. I saw him immediately when I entered the venue, but my girlfriend was so intoxicated. She barreled into him at the bar, trying to order a drink. I remember immediately dreading the evening because it was clear we were going to stick it out. We were going to stick out like a sore thumb. The evening goes on. I'm standing alone at this point near the back of the crowd. When I look to my left and find him and lock eyes, he gave me a hello nod and raised his glass in the cheers gesture. I raised my glass in return and then walked over to say Hello. The conversation was instantly organic and fluid. He invited me to an after party where we stayed up all night talking one-on-one. The rest is history. I did find out later that evening, my good friend was a mutual friend of his, but again, not my scene. Had I not gone that evening, we may have never crossed paths. I love that. Always go to the thing where you don't know the people or like that you don't usually do. Okay, here's another one. This past June, I was out at a bar with my friends and we were doing belt limbo video attached. Okay. I guess I have to watch this video afterwards. One of the guys that was doing this with us yellow shirt in video came up to me and my group of girlfriends. He asked me what my name was and I was kind of dismissive because I was just hanging out with my girlfriends and not wanting to chat with a random guy. His next line was, are you spoken for? And my response was, excuse me. And then he goes, yeah, that was my really weird way of asking if you're single. I'm going to go back to my friends and regroup. That's really funny. And I respond, okay, you do that. The next day he texts one of my friend's boyfriends. They had met the summer before and is like, wow, I'm in love. I need to meet Anna again. End up just kind of ignoring it and nothing happened. Pretty much didn't think of it again until a few months later in September. He matches with me on hinge and an opener about the belt limbo. My friends were like, Oh my God, this is so good. You have to match back. So I match and we chat for a bit and then he gets my number and texts me to plan a date. At the time I was traveling for Labor Day, wedding, work, et cetera. So tell him, so I tell him I'll text him when I'm back. A few weeks later, he ends up hanging out at the same friend's boyfriend with the same friend's boyfriend and the boyfriend texts me and says, you got to go on a date with Jack. He's such a great guy. So finally I text him back and he planned a date and now we've been dating for six months. I love that. That's so, so cute. And also just goes to show like, if he wants to get in touch with you, he will. And this guy clearly liked her more than he liked him. than she liked him. And that's why it worked. This person says, I've been with my boyfriend about a year now and we live together. And I truly feel like I'm living in my own little fairy tale. How we met a random Sunday, my friend and I decided to go have one expre- espresso martini. It turned into many martinis and we ended up saying, let's go see live music at a bar in NYC. The band was amazing and the guy singing and playing the keys was so cute. They started playing one of my favorite songs and I said, I think I'm in love with you. Not even thinking he would hear it. We ended up making eye contact and non-verbally flirting the whole evening. They took a break and I ended up putting my number in his phone. I was so messed up from all the drinking prior that I gave him the wrong number. But since I put my full name in his phone, he found me on Instagram and then... I DM'd him saying I loved the band. Almost a missed connection. But later that week, we went out to the most amazing date and the rest is history. Months later, we were at the Standard Hotel on a little staycation date after seeing a concert of one of our favorite bands. Everything between us clicked and we had so much in common. We were both through the moon and crazy about each other. He told me the second he saw me, he knew he was in love with me. So it was crazy that the first words out of my mouth were, I think I'm in love with you. That was the first time we said, I love you for real. Now I go see all his bands' shows and we do so much together. And he's the man of my dreams. Sometimes when one drink turns into five amazing things come take chances and do all the things love you in your pot. I love that. Also so ironic, like not to like make this about me, but when Steven and I ran into each other on new year's, he was like obliterated and said things that like he wouldn't have said if he wasn't so drunk, which is just ironic because I'm sober. But I think the point is like, live your life and you never know what will happen. And I love that story. Hi, Lindsay. I love the pod and I look forward to it every week. My boyfriend and I had a very interesting meet cute. We share a pretty obscure hobby. It's BDSM. You can leave that out if you want. Why would I leave that out? That's amazing. And he made a post in our hobbies, New York city, Reddit page where we both live. He sounded fun. And I was also looking for people to meet up with who shared this hobby. I sent him a message and we were messaging constantly for a few weeks prior to meeting up and exploring the hobby together. There was a lot of chemistry and we decided to go on a first date in Brooklyn where we totally hit it off. We've now been dating for two years, lived together, lived together and are getting engaged this summer. That's so cute. I love that. Ooh, this one's longer, but we love a long one, don't we? It starts with a really, really sweet message about listening to We Met At Acme since 2017. Okay. I love that so much we'll start with the Me cute in February, 2022, my life changed forever. My friend convinced me to go out to a local restaurant on a Saturday night where our mutual friend works. We frequented this place often and would throw back drink after drink and be so viciously sloppy. I'm now newly sober on this night in February. Our friend that worked at the restaurant approached us to tell the friend that I was with that this guy from their tennis college team was there too. The friend that worked there suggested we sit at one big table since the tennis friend was with his buddies too. I was literally annoyed by this. I remember thinking to myself that I was inconvenienced and just had a major, ugh, vibe. Then the tennis friend walked out of the bathroom and my attitude quickly changed. The tennis guy, who is now my boyfriend, and I hit it off instantly. Funny enough, I was 24 at the time and he was talking about how 24-year-old girls just want the world to revolve around them. I was not only honest about my age, but I was totally down for a debate and an open discussion about it. He ended up working at the same university. My dad had worked at go owls. And we ended up connecting on seriously every level imaginable. We ended up going to a bar that night, talking and dancing the night away. I listened to the rules for once and ended up not going home with him because I needed him to know that I was serious about being with him from that night on. We even became official that night and we consider that our anniversary. Mm -hmm. I get that for some, this is a bit much, but this was really a, when you know, you know, situation. When I left the bar, my friend from earlier with my friend from earlier and not with him, I knew he was my soulmate, my person, and just the one for me. See, you have to leave, like be apart from each other to realize sometimes. I didn't have any doubts in my mind through every toxic guy and heartache I was let, led to meet my better half and i believe that. I gave him my number and the first thing he texted me was hi it's blank your fr- your future husband. It was truly love at first sight and i wholeheartedly mean that. We've been dating since oh that's my wedding day. Oh my god. February 12th, 2022. And after 9 months we moved in together. We connect on every level and share tears, laughs, And because it was a healthy relationship, it was definitely scary for me initially. But with open arms, I embraced every single moment of it due to both of us being in long term past relationships and him being a bit older and me just being me. We are both very sure of the fact that we're going to spend our lives together. To this day, I look to him. I look at him and feel the purest love and adoration. And I know that feeling will never fade. I wanted to send this to you mainly because I want those who are in toxic relationships to know that the right person is out there for you. Do not settle and accept the love that you think you deserve. The worst feeling is knowing that deep down you want more, you deserve more. And you're always in a bad mood because of someone and refuse to accept that it's the person in your life making you feel that way. But your comfortability is stopping you from breaking the toxicity in your life. I tell my boyfriend all the time that we found each other at the exact right time, and it will be the same for those who are listening. I'm so sorry that I didn't follow the rules. However, I provide incredible dating advice to my single friends via your podcast. Oh, I love you. That's the cutest thing ever. I'm obsessed with that. Like beyond, beyond, beyond. After a work event in October 2021, a few of my close coworkers and I went to dinner and decided we wanted to go to another bar before ending the night. As we were chatting, a guy came up to me and said, Hey, how are you? I'm Kevin. He was very cute and I introduced myself. We ended up talking for a good 30 minutes and had many commonalities, totally hitting it off. One of my coworkers needed to use the bathroom and I went with her because girl code and told Kevin I would be right back. He thought I would vanish into the abyss and he would never see me again. In the bathroom, my other coworkers said they're headed out and I was staying at one of their places that night, so I had to go. They were outside waiting and I decided I wanted to get Kevin's number. Mind you, I've never done this before, but my gut was just like, why not? I confidently went back into the bar where he and his friends were, literally tapped him on the back and asked, do you have a girlfriend? No, he said. Cool. Can I get your number? Of course, he said. He ended up texting me that night asking if I got home safe and mentioned he wanted to see me again for context. I lived about an hour away and he coincidentally had a cousin in the same town that he owed a visit to two weeks later. He came to visit me and we had an incredible first date, which lasted over two hours. Forgive me. She said, it just felt right immediately. Fast forward to now we live together in Boston and he's an incredible partner. And I could never have dreamed of a better person to be with for our anniversary. I redesigned the logo of the bar we met at since I'm a graphic designer and it now hangs in our apartment. That's so cute. She said, it's funny how it all works out. Months prior, I was on the apps and just was kind of over dating. And then this happened organically nonetheless. So you never know. I've been a longtime listener and will say the rules definitely work with the right amount of patience. Oh my God, that's so cute. And They're going to be at the Somerville show in July. They are adorable. And she's an amazing graphic designer, guys. That is incredible. I love that. Okay. This one says, okay, so I'm American, but I live in Lima, Peru. My boyfriend of one and a half years is Venezuelan. I moved here during the pandemic when the country was still under lockdown. So I was working from home. I would take my dog to a park by my apartment at the same time every day during my break. And there was always this personal trainer giving classes to this girl with the dog. My dog started bringing his Frisbee to him every single day to play. At first, I was so embarrassed to interrupt their session, but they were both so nice. My dog became best friends with the girl's dog. And now the cute personal trainer is my boyfriend. That's so cute. I love that. Sorry that my alarm went off. It's always reminding me to do something. That's really cute. I love that short and sweet. Okay, this is another really cute short and sweet one. Not sure if it qualifies as a true meet-cute, but my fiance, as of last weekend, congrats, and I met at a fitness studio in New York City. We were at a boot camp class together, and I was on the workout mat in front of him. The class is all about good vibes and energy, and so there was a lot of high-fiving, and I kept turning around to high-five him. He thought that I was flirting with him, and he approached me at the lockers after class. Then he slid into my DMs, and the rest is history. I love that so much. I honestly feel like workout classes are the best vibes ever. And if you're into workout classes, you should keep your eyes open and um, look around you more. Okay. This one's a little long, but it sounds like it's going to be really cute. The apartment complex I live in has six units to a building with two stories each. The buildings are apart enough to have privacy, but with a slight angling of your head so you can see into the kitchen in front of you. I used to have a neighbor that was quadriplegic, that was a quadriplegic veteran and was really nice. My age, bad luck, but a really happy guy considering Sadly, he needs 24-7 care, but he always ended up having great caregivers. My roomie and I got along with a really nice nurse he had named Vanessa, and we'd always sign and talk through the windows during dinner time. One day after the holidays, I noticed that Vanessa wasn't cooking dinner anymore. Instead, it was a really hot, tall, and goofy surfer dude. I thought it was our neighbor's brother until I started seeing this guy take out the garbage and walk the dog all week long. I tried getting his attention through the window to smile, But he was always busy cooking, waving his hands all over while talking and laughing his ass off. The fact that he was getting along so great with our neighbor made me happy and in turn like him even more. One day during lockdown, I walked the dogs at 8 a.m. looking like absolute crap. PJ's hair frizzy in a troll top bun and fluffy socks with my slides. Who do I finally run into? My big dorky golden doodle Lou saw an empty running car with its door open and jumped right into the driver's seat. He loves car rides. I couldn't get him out for the life of me. And I didn't even notice that the owner of the car finally came over to me. I saw a body out of the corner of my eye and couldn't stop apologizing while trying to pull Lou out of the car. I was mortified. All of a sudden, Lou jumped on and started loving on, you guessed it, him. I looked up and properly saw him finally. Tall, golden skin, scruffy blonde hair and the brightest eyes you'll ever see. He just smiled at me while loving on Lou and I had no clue what to do never happened before total freeze and mouth open wide enough to catch a thousand flies i finally snapped out of it and said i'm so sorry and he said it was totally fine and just stood there staring at me with that big smile i looked around and noticed a bunch of surfboards in his car so all i could muster up was is that a surfboard you probably know how to swim huh he cracked he cracked up and said i can doggy paddle pretty well that was 2 years ago we instantly had a pull towards each other and almost every night that he was working He'd come over to my house once the neighbor was asleep and we'd talk for hours. After a few weeks, he finally kissed me. He confessed to having seen me through the windows and couldn't believe that someone like me didn't have a boyfriend to cook dinner with and absolutely adored my dorky surfboard observation. His name is Jason. He's a lifeguard turned paramedic, was in medical transportation and decided to become a caregiver in order to have a more long term and personal relationships with his patients. He is the kindest, most giving soul that has ever been placed upon this planet. He is patience personified and has taught me so much about myself, held my hand when I had to put one of my dogs to sleep, has helped me with my dad who has had some strokes in the past and is the absolute love of my life. We took a break in January because of my own insecurities and expectations of what I wanted my life to look like. I wasn't sure if I wanted a surfer dude without a corporate job and was all in my head. I tried dating a bit, but nobody made my soul feel at ease like Jason does during the Super Bowl this year. Jason texted me saying he was remembering how I was jamming to Snoop during last year's halftime show and that he missed my awkward charm with his whole being. That was it. I realized my superficial idiocy was making the biggest mistake of my life and that I now realize I choose emotional maturity, pure and unconditional love and my best friend. My disheveled and ditzy meat cute might have been stupid, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh my God, this is so cute. I'm like actually kind of crying from this. And there's a, there are two pictures of them and they're so freaking cute. I love this. And like you could just see in his eyes that he's so caring and so sweet. Why am I crying? Okay. This is another one. Long time follower here. And after years of bad luck, seven years on and off of mostly single living in New York city, moving back to the burbs in Connecticut, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sitting here taking a break from finalizing my wedding details, getting married in two and a half weeks. So I can submit my meet cute story to you. So cute and congrats. My fiance, Omid and I grew up in a town apart, but never crossed paths until we were 23, 24 at the dentist's office. We had the same childhood dentist that we kept going through going to throughout adulthood. Seven years ago, I was at the dentist getting a cleaning. I'd just broken up with my long distance European ex of four years, and I'd just taken a j- new job in New York City and was so excited for my new single life. I was talking to my dentist about it. They know our lives here, small town life. And little did I know, my now fiance Omid had walked by and overheard me slash saw me. And my dentist, Sherry, who loves us both, saw him peeking in and immediately went to work to set us up. She caught him in the lobby and asked if he wanted to wait for me and say hi, but he was super shy. And he was super shy, but he did. I was so shook because, literally, in the middle of my appointment in my yoga pants, not giving a care in the world, and he ended up asking me to get coffee once I was done there. We immediately went to coffee and it was very cute, but I was pretty set on enjoying my new single life in New York City, and he still lived at home in Connecticut, three hours away. So we ended up remaining mostly platonic and friendly, and nothing romantic progressed. Through the years, we kept in touch here and there. He came to New York City for one of my birthday parties one year. I had just started dating someone though, and that guy didn't show up. And when Omid did, I was like, hmm, I think I like this guy. But we still lived far apart, so I never pursued actively. I moved back to Connecticut during COVID, and we ended up connecting again and starting to meet up for hikes and activities since he was one of my only friends in the area, and COVID got lonely. Fast forward six years from when we met, I I ended up asking him to spend New Year's Eve with me. And I knew he liked me, so I asked him if he wanted to date me. He said yes, and we never looked back. I followed the rules from there. Let him pursue. Let him ask me to be his girlfriend. Let, let him say I love you first, etc. And I moved into his house eight to nine months after we started dating. Things moved fast because we had already had that friendship foundation. He proposed one and a half years later and now getting married eight months later on May 7th. By the way, we still go to the same dentist and she's so happy to see us together after all these years. We obviously give her credit and she's invited to the weddings. Love Michelle and Omid, believers of going to your regular dental cleanings because you never know. I love that. Another one. This story isn't us meeting each other at the grocery store and falling in love. This is definitely more of a Gen Z version of falling in love. We met over Tinder, and his profile was so weird. He had a bad picture, a decent one, and a weird one. He wasn't verified and didn't have a bio. I was bored, so I said, what the hell? And swiped right. We matched and started talking. Immediately, the conversation was great, and we met up for sushi the next day. I was watching him walk up to the restaurant and thought, oh my God, his posture is so bad. I walk up and he says, hey, and opens the door for me. And immediately I was like, okay, I like you. Bare minimum, lol. Our outfits were also iconic. I wore a black shirt that said hell was boring, and he wore a demonic band tee. So fitting. And we hit it off immediately. Not a second of the date was awkward. I remember the first joke he told me. Oh, good thing I ignored all his profile red flags because he was so cute, like nerdy, hot, weird, cute. He's so nichely attractive, which I love. And he thinks I'm nichely attractive too, so it works. The date goes well. We get Boba afterwards and I make the first move to kiss him and it felt so natural. The whole date was absolutely amazing. It felt like we've known each other for years. Oh, that's so cute. She sent a photo of them. She's an Aquarius and he's a Sagittarius. She says, we haven't been together too long, but a year and a half later, we are so in love and have the best communication. The sex is even better. We have the same views on life, religion or lack thereof and kids and everything. I truly believe no one is better for me than him. Also, we met when I was 21 and he was 19. Very weird, weird age gap, but it worked. And now I'm 23 and he's 21. So it's less weird. So cute. Okay, this is going to be the last one that we're going to end on. This is somebody who has been a We Met at Acme listener for since 2018, which is unbelievable. She says, Jack and I met back in 2016 when our mutual best friend, Jenna brought us together to pregame before attending a house party on the Upper West Side. She was one of my best friends from work and also Jack's best friend at college. While she didn't intend for us to hit it off, Jack and I continued to gravitate towards each other throughout the night and ended up hooking up and staying up for hours, just chatting and fooling around. After that, we didn't see each other for two years. And while we didn't put any pressure slash expectations for something to happen between us, we followed one another on Instagram and kept tabs on each other. He ended up getting a job at a startup where he traveled and lived in exotic places from Dubai to London to Nice. Meanwhile, I'm a New York City girl through and through. Then in the summer of 2018, I turned to poetry after losing my eldest sister on my 26th birthday and wanted to reach out to my community about Poetry Rex and posted a story on Insta asking for Poetry Rex. And the only person to reply to that story was Jack. He replied it coolly with an, oh, but there are so many response. I melted. From there, we spent the next six months talking to each other every day, despite me being in New York city and him living in Nice. Instagram DMs became Snapchats, became texts, became FaceTimes, became handwritten letters. And even though we had no idea what the hell was happening between us, we couldn't stop finding different ways to communicate with one another. Once the holidays rolled around in December 2018, Jack came back home to his parents in New Jersey and we finally went on our first date. It turned out insanely magical. And from that point on, we couldn't get enough of each other. He eventually left the startup and stayed in New Jersey and then moved in with me two years later. Honestly, I knew it was him as soon as I read the message. Oh, but there are so many. That's so cute. Oh my God. She said, I may have broken almost all of your rules for this guy, but I know it was the right call because he always treated me like a queen and a dear friend. See, that is amazing. You can break every rule if you know that he is treating you well and you have to listen to yourself at the end of the day. And this picture just melts my heart. They are so freaking cute. Thank you for taking the time to write that. Oh my God, another story came in. Okay, one more, one more, one more, and then we're done. I met my boyfriend last summer. We originally matched on Hinge and he liked one of my prompts that said, you miss 100% of the dogs you don't pet. That's a cute one. And said, I love this. Never seen this before. I wrote back. Thanks. Haha. I'm a huge dog lover. He didn't answer my response originally, but a few years, a few <laughs> not years, a few days later, I got a message from him on Hinge on Hinge saying, hey, I think I might have seen you walking a dog this morning. Long story short, it was me. I spent my summer down the shore, but agreed to come home early to watch a friend's dog for a few days. We realized we lived two blocks away from each other. We had some good banter back and forth. And he said he'd love to take me out for a drink, but was leaving on vacation to Bali for two weeks. We agreed to do something when he got back. To be honest, I was not getting my hopes up and thought there's no way this guy is going to remember me after his trip halfway across the world. Well, as luck would have it, we ended up running into each other on the streets the day he got back. We both did a double take and then realized who each other was. He texted me after that. And then the following week, we ended up running into each other again. I thought, okay, this has to be fate and I owe this guy a date. So we met for our first date at a cocktail bar on our street and the rest is history. I followed your rules, although he did everything perfectly and still has. From day one, he's been open and honest with me about his feelings for me. He asked me to be his girlfriend officially four weeks after after officially four weeks of dating. I have never been so sure about anything in my life and we are going on seven plus months of dating and I could not be happier and more excited to continue to grow with him in this life. Our love is so special and I'm grateful for him every day. Oh, I love that. And that is the perfect way to end the episode. Thank you for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it was why the guy should love you more or just these neat, cute stories are fucking adorable. Love you all.